One, two, action. <laughs> All right, we're rolling. Hey everyone, it's Martin from Shape. We're here in our studio in San Francisco, well, slash office. And actually we're re-recording this episode. We were actually shooting it once and we were trying something new. And when you do something new, then stuff happens, right? We were doing a, a video shoot this time and we actually had multiple cameras, but for some reason, all of them turned off in the middle of the video without our cameraman noticing. So here we are trying to re-record some audio so you actually have something to listen to. So Taylor, what is today's episode actually about? So I actually got Taylor with me in the room. It's not just me. Hi, and I'm Martin, Martin if, in case you've forgotten me. Yeah, so today's episode is getting to know Martin. I will be spending some time asking him some questions about his life at Shape, how it all came to be, and what he likes to do in his free time. So we're going to spend some time getting to know Martin, and there we and go. And before we jump into that, who are you, Taylor? <laughs> I'm Taylor. I am the People Operations Manager at Shape. I currently am wearing multiple hats with recruiting, finance, people operations, pretty much just making sure everybody is happy on a daily. And I love that. It's my favorite thing to do here at Shape and getting a lot of experience. So it's a good time. Yeah, we're certainly glad to have you on board because without you, the whole office wouldn't be really afloat, <laughs> like nothing would really run. I'm happy to be here. All right. Um, so how do we go about it? Let me just start off with a couple questions and we can go sure. from there. Yeah. So Martin, why don't you tell our listeners what your role is in the company here at Shape? So similar to you, I'm kind of like a go-to guy for a lot of different things. I mean, that also comes a bit with, you know, the startup environment. So my official title is Chief Operating Officer, but it really involves a lot of different aspects from finance to operations to marketing to some extent product management and yeah i mean like uh, also recruiting because i mean that's also been one of our challenges last year to really grow the team and yeah i mean currently we're focusing a lot on a uh, private alpha which we're launching for shape scale so i'm really involved in that of course really exciting times yep it is indeed. Yeah. So how did you come to shape? What is your background? How did I come to shape? Well, it's a, it's a long story, but let me try and make it short. My background is in marketing and sales. I spent about seven years in Asia, in uh, South Korea, China, and Hong Kong before coming here. And I started out really, it almost sounds random, but I started out selling wholesale by the tens of thousands bags of all sorts, you know, from plastic bags to tote bags to leather bags. And yeah, I mean, I was doing that wholesale, selling it across the country to the Middle East, to Europe, to America. And from there, I kind of got into consumer electronics eventually. And I was dealing with accessories of all sorts for smartphones. And that was like over 10 years ago. And then that kind of got me into starting my first business, which was a video game console, a small compact one actually that fits into your pockets. And it was called Ponjoy, and it basically turned your iPhone or Android smartphone into a game console. And yeah, I mean, that really got me a bit more into marketing from sales. And I uh, also got a lot into online marketing. I was managing advertising campaigns online, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, all the way to also crowdfunding on Kickstarter. And also worked uh, after that project uh, on a few other projects with some other companies in the Internet of Things space, where I was helping them on crowdfunding campaigns but also SEO, content marketing. And I was also working for some other startups, MB Labs, for instance, which was a startup that was basically making air conditioners smart. And I also worked in an advertising agency. And yeah, I've been kind of on and about All a few over. different businesses. Yep. Yeah, okay. And yeah, I mean, that's also how I met Alex eventually. 
Yeah, so remind me, you guys met in Hong Kong? That's right. Yeah, we met in Hong Kong. Tell us the story. So who's actually Alex? Well, Alex is co-founder of Shape. And yeah, we, we met uh, during a workshop that I was hosting about hardware companies because hardware is hot. And I was sharing some lessons, you know, going through different prototype stages, you know, when I was working on Phone Joy. And he just had moved to, to Hong Kong from South China at the time. And we really connected from there. And I was also involved in a few other things, including a meetup for hardware, but also the Founder Institute, which is really helping, I would say, entrepreneurs, uh, <laughs> basically people that have an idea, but they don't really know how to go about it, how to actually turn an idea into a real product. And it comes with a lot of coaching. And Alex got involved also as a mentor. And well, Alex also had a lot of ideas and he kind of talked me into doing shape. How did he come up with this idea? Yeah, so... He had this idea for quite some time. Basically, it originated from his time in China when he just had moved there and he put on some weight and he was trying to get in a better shape. So he got a personal trainer and he was training every day. He was seemingly getting in a better shape. And, you know, like that feeling, like you wake up, you look in the mirror and you feel Nothing's better. changing. No, no, you feel actually better sometimes. Sometimes you have also that feeling that you don't feel like anything changed, which is equally frustrating. But in this case, he was feeling more energized because, you know, he was working out and he was feeling like something was happening. And, you know, like there's always going to be some bias, right, where you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm fitter. But then he went on a scale and, you know, that number didn't really change a whole lot. It's and, so demotivating. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, the last six, seven weeks, all that effort that I put into my workout, has it really not resulted in, you know, any meaningful change in my body composition? And yeah, it was really like this personal trainer that told him that, you know, you should forget about the scale because it's really just giving you the weight. And they have been doing a lot of resistance training. And when you do resistance training, you also tend to gain some muscle and muscle is more dense than body fat. And that can mean that you may even put on weight, but your volume, your body volume actually shrinks. So you, you look thinner, but you might be actually heavier, which is kind of a paradox for a lot of people. Because muscle weighs more yeah. than fat. Yeah. So it turned out that he actually went down an entire size for his pants. So he looked at that and I was like, he was like, wow, I went down from like, I think it was like 34 to 32 inch. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, he came to me with that idea and um, of how that was frustrating, how, you know, you may have some uh, physical body change, but you can't really measure it that much with just pure weight and body fat measurements tend to be relatively inaccurate when it comes to conventional bathroom scales. Mm -hmm. And he had this idea of using basically infrared light to measure the body volume and use that to measure change. And I thought that's bonkers. Like that's kind of crazy, right? Like, is it Let's even possible? It. <laughs> like I had no idea about the technology at that moment in time because I hadn't really heard about it. I never really researched it, but you know, it was emerging and I looked into it and I thought it was an interesting idea. So at the very least, I wanted to commit a few hours of my time every week to further look into that, you know, opportunity. So how did you gather data when you were in Hong Kong to see if people would be interested in a product like this? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was really like the first thing that we did, right? Like even before really prototyping anything or really working on the company or the product, I wanted to know what kind of problems do people actually have and what kind of things could we actually do for them and would it actually resonate with them? And we did exactly that, you know, like we were camping out in front of some gyms in Hong Kong and basically offering people free coffee or smoothie and like basically asking them a few questions in return. And some people were afraid to talk to us. <laughs> And you have to deal with that level of rejection, of course. It's kind of weird, like some stranger wanting to offer you coffee in exchange for talking to you about your workout mm -hmm. routine and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, a few people were really happy to actually share, you know, like their frustrations with us. And there was a ton of 
things that we learned from those conversations. Yeah. So Hong Kong to Silicon Valley. How did that happen? Yeah. So so we were in Hong Kong, which is a great space for manufacturing, right? Like over five percent of the the goods in the world are being made in South China, and Hong Kong is right in front of that. While it, while it is great for the manufacturing, it's not as great for engineering and also for selling a product because you're not close to the customer. You know, Hong Kong is a very small market. It's it's a city state of like 7 million people and they have very different needs than let's say the average American, right? And when it comes to fitness products, America is really the first go-to market for most of those products when they when they hit markets. And California in particular is, you know, the birthplace for a lot of new technologies. Like SoulCycle was born in Santa Monica, for example. And so, so we kind of knew that we wanted to come to California. But, you know, I'm originally from Germany. Alex is from Belgium. We spent some time in Asia, but we never really lived for, you know, any longer period of time in the U.S. So we felt it was a better, you know way to go there through a startup accelerator. So we ended up applying to YC, Y Combinator, which was the most known um, startup accelerator. And you know, the chances are really low, like you have a one or 2% chance to really get in. But we were like, well, it doesn't really cost anything to apply. So we just did it. And they, you know, offered to fly us in for an interview. And we we're like, well, again, nothing really to lose. So we did that. And when we got accepted, that kind of changed everything for us, because we kind of had to pack our things and leave yeah. Hong Kong. Okay, awesome. So you are now in San Francisco in our wonderful location in Soma with a great team working on this product. And we have spent quite a bit of time talking to our customers, getting a bit of an understanding of why they are interested in our product. And from that data, why do you think people are so interested and want to use ShapeScale? Well, I think it's really about having a feedback loop right? Because it's it's hard, you know, like to manage something that you can't measure, right? I mean, a lot of people that have come to us, they have that frustration, just like we had it, right? Like, I'm, I'm like the type of person that yo-yos back and forth between different states, you know, like sometimes I'm a bit more heavy on the heavy side, or sometimes, you know, I try and lose it all again, and then I still have to maintain, right? And, and that's never really easy, right? And it's, it's easy, especially over here in the U.S., like to eat, you know, like the wrong foods. It can be very tempting. There's a lot of choice. Uh-huh. And you really have to watch yourself. And and that's really where ShapeScape comes in, like to give you a bit more of a process, right? You want to have a plan, but you also want to be able to measure whether your plan is being successful. And and that's really where ShapeScape comes in. It really gives you that more minute feedback. It tells you week over week what exactly has changed. So where exactly have I been losing body fat? Or maybe I've been gaining lean mass. Maybe, you know, I want to create a change around my shoulders because, you know, I want to broaden my shoulders. And and that's really hard to just, you know, measure with weight or even just body fat, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's where Shapescape comes in, but not only giving you that more minute um, data feedback, but it also gives you that visual where you can actually see it on you where that change has happened. And I think that's very powerful. Oh, and not everybody changes in the same way. Uh-huh. So the Shapescape yep. will be able to tell people differently. Yeah. How it changed. Yeah. People have and- come forward to us like how how we kind of like taking the black magic out of fitness because there's like a bazillion of different workout programs and, and a bazillion of different diets and not everything works the same for everyone. Right. We have different body types and we also respond differently to diets. Mm-hmm, definitely. OK. Well, what excites you most about shape? 
Well, I think what's really exciting for, for Shape is that we're going to empower a lot of people by bringing, you know, I would say personal training light because we're not really doing personal training of what you would find like in a gym, right? We're not going to spot you uh, so you have the right form when you exercise and we're not going to hold you to the same extent accountable. But personal training can be also very expensive. And what we're really hoping to achieve is to, you know, make personal training a little bit more affordable by, well, A, giving you the feedback, but B, also eventually providing you with, you know, the advice that you need to reach your goals. Because we know a lot of people are also looking for that. Obviously, that's a bit more further out for us. I mean, right now, our focus is getting the product to market and already being better than conventional solutions right now that you have to measure your body composition and Getting that right is already a challenge on its own. But I think in the longer term future, I think that's what I'm really hoping for because it can really make a big difference to the tens of millions of people that go on a diet every year because most of them, you know, fall out of shape eventually again. And and that's extremely frustrating. And I can tell you that from my own experience. Yeah. No matter what diet or exercise routine, yeah, it I mean, affects that, everything. That we but, can't take away yeah. from you, right? I mean, you still will have to put in the work, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can help you to, well make it a little bit easier for you by, well, maybe knowing a bit better and maybe by making the the right choices that work better for you, it can save you a lot of time and, and headache. Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier in our podcast, you were talking about our beta that's coming out soon. So that's going to be really exciting to have customers coming into our location and trying out the product and getting scanned and getting that data and actually putting it in their hands. So very exciting right now. Absolutely. Um, But enough about the shape scale. What do you like to do for fun? All sorts of stuff that is outdoors. So I'm pretty outdoorsy. I I love running. So I've been running um, competitively in in races like, you know, half marathons, marathons. I have not done any ultras. You know, marathons, that's kind of like where I've been drawing the line so far because, (laughs) you know, like I don't find it particularly exciting like to run for, you know, five hours plus. Um, At some point, it gets a little bit dull, to be perfectly honest. That's why I've been more recently getting into Spartan races, obstacle course races. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I like to really engage my whole body, not just my legs, because it can be also very intense if you, you know, just go for an endurance workout that is solely falling onto your legs. I've been also doing a lot of road biking. So, you know, doing some century races of, you know, 100 miles plus. And now for this year, I want to do something different. So I'm preparing for an Ironman, a baby Ironman. So basically a half. So it's 70.2 miles, I think 70.3 miles, which is now going to be a half marathon. And I think a metric century bike ride and 2.1 miles of swimming. Oh, you still swim in it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, are you swimming right now? I really have to start training. So I just moved and fortunately, just about 10, 15 minutes from where I live, I I will have an Olympic sized pool that I can use. And I really have to work on my swimming because that's probably my my weakest area right now. If you want any pointers, I can help. Really? Are you competitive in swimming? I was for 10 years of my life. Yep. I was even a coach for 13, 14 year olds at one point. So what would you advise me? (laughs) (laughs) Breathe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's about really getting the rhythm right. I think that's really one thing that I, I need to work on, you know, because like, I'm kind of out of sync when it comes to my arm and leg movement. That's really mm-hmm. one area that I need to get better at. Yeah, the Pilates workout well, where you oh, are on your stomach and you move your arms and legs at the same time, that will help you. Really? Yeah, it helps you with the rhythm. Huh. Yeah, that's really a thing, rhythm. Mm-hmm. But you're also more than invited to come with me to a reformer class sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once and yeah, it was not really my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So out of all of your workouts, which one is your favorite to do? My favorite to do. Hmm. It's tough. I, you know, you know, like 
I really like variety. Like I'm not really like the kind of person that likes to do the same thing over and over again. And because of that, I can't really tell you what my favorite workout is. I mean, I do like running, but I wouldn't be able just to do running and just that. Mm-hmm. Tough one. I would say obstacle course races definitely have been the most fun so far because Interesting. Okay. they involve quite a few different challenges. And I have yet to come to a point where where I have really mastered all obstacles. So, you know, like there's still a few where I now I could do better um, because they really make it tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, awesome. I am really excited for us to get our tonal in the office that arrives Friday. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure we're going to have to say a lot of things about the, the tonal once we have it here. Mm-hmm. And now I and Lila, you know, we've, we've been trying it out um, a few months back and I came out very impressed because, you know, when I go to the gym, I typically do heavy compound lifting. You know, I, I like to use a power rack. I like to do my squats. I like to do my bench press. So I was skeptical because, you know, I'm, I'm not kind of like the person that is using cable row machines or Smith machines. Like I'm not a big believer in that. Yeah. But, you know, from the 30 minute workout that we did with Tonal, I came out very impressed because the next day I, I was super sore. Like it was heavier than I thought. And because and, and that's really similar to Peloton. So I also own a Peloton. And what I like about Peloton classes is that it's really pushing you, you know, like having that coach that tells you like, I don't know, go up with your cadence or like, you know, you know, increase your talk. That's really what's pushing you to your limits. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't have that, you're less inclined really to go to your max. You don't right? have that accountability. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like having a workout body that is spotting you like to uh, really push yourself like to to hit, hit your rep max because mm-hmm. that's really what you want to do for for muscle growth so i'm excited to to try tonal long term see you know what kind of effect it's going to have on my body composition mm-hmm. pair that up with running i <laughs> i i I, ha- I don't even need a gym at that point <laughs> Yeah, fortunately, my gym membership is about to run out. So I, w- I was like thinking about, you know, joining SF Fitness. But now that we're getting a tonal, I'm holding back for now. Yeah. Let's put it this way. We'll need to make the tonal bookable. I'll get a Robin <laughs> just for that. <laughs> you think it's going to be that competitive? You never know. Okay. Yeah. On that note, Martin, thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed our conversation and I hope our audience has as well. Sure. And that's all I have for you. Thank you, Taylor, for taking the time. And yeah, I mean, it's been a pleasure. And if you, you, the listener, have any feedback for us or, you know, you want to listen to something else. I mean, the Shape Insider format is really something new for us. It's meant to give you a bit of a behind the scenes background of what's going on in Shape and 20 Fit. And yeah, I mean, like, let us know if there's like specific topics that you would like to learn more about. That's what we're here for. We're here to provide you with an enjoyable listening experience, be it on your commute, on your way to work, or, you know, on your workout. All right. Okay. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm your host, Martin Kessler, and I've been here with Taylor Poloni. Oh, yes. Thank you. 